Hello guys, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. This is Grace, your host of A Little Bit of Grace, where I'm going to be talking about navigating your 20s, mental health, spiritual well-being, wellness, friendships, relationships, life, curveballs of life. Literally everything will be covered over the span of this podcast, but I'm so happy that you're here. Today's episode is gonna cover a plethora of topics. It's kind of just like a brain dump for me. I'm treating this as an audio journal and I really just want to get out everything I want to say. And today is one of those days where I just want to talk. So I thought this was a perfect podcast episode. But today we're going to be talking about the Lionsgate portal, which is today 8-8. We're going to talk about self-compassion and self-awareness and how they can go hand in hand. We're going to talk about ways to bring balance into your life. And last, I'm going to dive a little bit into regulating your nervous system and why that's so important and how previous traumas can impact the way our fight or flight state is activated and ways you can go about grounding yourself and leveling out your overactive nervous system. So I'm really excited to dive into this episode. Let's get started. So I don't know about anyone else, but this past week has honestly been kind of an emotional shit show for me. Um... A lot of previous patterns are coming out and definitely been an emotional release and I was wondering what the heck is going on astrologically or what (laughs) what's in the air but when I read more about the Lionsgate portal which is today everything just made a lot more sense to me and I don't know if you're listening if you're very into astrology I'm I'd say a medium amount into it but I do like to follow when there's full moons and new moons because I usually resonate with, you know, being a period of resetting or setting intentions and I really value that and believe that to be true. So the more research I did on the Lionsgate portal, the more I was like, yeah, that's why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. But the Lionsgate portal is when Earth, Orion, and Sirius are all in alignment and From what I've researched leading up to now, it was a big emotional release for a lot of people. A lot of people were feeling like a lot of old patterns or repressed emotions coming up or layers of themselves being shed or just kind of this intense energy. But today is sort of the end of that emotional release and basically telling you to let go of those things that are no longer serving you and translate those things into what is going to serve you and what you truly desire. So I was digging into the Lionsgate portal more and looking on Instagram and reading different spiritual accounts, graphics, and I found this one posted by Casey Denae. And it says, Monday, August 8th, this Lionsgate portal is manifesting purified soulful embodiment. There's an ego death that needs to happen in your life. Something will kick up in your consciousness today, and instead of embodying it, try to just release and let it go. But more importantly, decide what you want to fill that space with. If insecurity kicks up, replace it with confidence. Both of these are in fire signs, so let a new energy rise within you. Let something die and then be born. So I loved that a lot and I definitely resonated with that and with today you can do some sort of manifestation and releasing ritual. I can put one on my Instagram story that I found that I really like but basically the goal for today is just take some time to journal and reflect on those things that are no longer serving you and focus on what is serving you and what's going to 
come to you in your future. And a tip I have for manifesting, never write I will or I'm going to have. Write it like it's already happened and feel all the feelings and emotions behind that because if you're writing I'm will or I'm going to or I want to have, that's sort of framing it in the lack versus if you write I have and it feels like this and I see this in front of me every day and I touch this and I feel this and I smell it and I see it and all the emotions behind it that's less of framing it in the lack like I don't have something but I guess I'd really want it someday you need to frame it as I already have this and it feels so amazing and I know what it feels like to have it And that's going to come to you a lot quicker than thinking, oh, it'd be pretty cool if I have that one day, but I just want it. It's far away. Your brain doesn't really know the difference between something that it wants or something that it already has. So that's why visualization is so powerful because people can truly put themselves in the shoes of already having something or feeling a certain way or experiencing something and your brain registers that, that that is real and you are experiencing that. So today is a day that is on your side. You know, it's a day you can use to really benefit yourself in your future and do a little ritual or whatever works for you to feel that feeling of having everything that you desire and releasing the old. They say it's the luckiest day of the year, so... I would definitely cultivate that energy and make sure that you're setting intentions and goals and utilizing that all this alignment is in place. Overall, I'm just focusing on taking my power back and embodying my highest self because I've been dealing with more insecurities lately and things coming up out of the repressed shadows And I think today is just a perfect day for me to kind of reset that and set who I know who I truly am and not all these other things that are getting in the way and causing me stress and anxiety. So I'm really excited to journal later and do a little ritual. I think I'm going to take a shower too and do sort of an emotional spiritual release shower. Maybe I'll cry it out. Maybe I'll sit on the shower floor and cry. Who knows what will come up. But I am going to journal and I'm going to frame all these things that maybe aren't going so well as a positive or things I can learn from it and that goes into our next topic which is the difference kind of between self-compassion and self-awareness and knowing that those two can live in harmony. So to give a little context about this it's sort of what I just touched on with talking about the Lionsgate portal. I feel like Things about myself that I don't necessarily like or things that I do have a lot to do with obviously past circumstances and trauma and experiences because that's how we're all conditioned, you know, like we learn stuff growing up or we hear stuff or stuff has happened to us and that shapes who we are or what we are led to believe or feel or anything. So lately I have definitely been hard on myself in that way where something will go wrong and I'll be in the wrong or do something wrong, but I've been beating myself up so much for it and really sort of identifying with those things that are negative. And what I want to touch on today is just kind of the ability to be able to reframe things that are going wrong or things that are less than enjoyable about who you are or things that you've just been noticing and be able to reframe those as a positive learning experience and how lucky are you to be 
aware that there are parts of you that can be better and that can grow and can reach towards being your higher self. So, and in no way am I saying that people are lucky to have experienced trauma. I am saying quite the opposite, but I think the ability to see kind of parts of yourself now that aren't the best and say, you know, I'm acknowledging that this is maybe why I think this way or why I do this or why I feel this way. And I'm going to consciously make the effort to do better or be better is something to be really proud of. So, I mean, like, this healing journey and becoming more aware can really be a beautiful thing in a messed up way, you know? I am self-aware enough to know that I need to take this next step in bettering myself. And that's all what being human is about. It's about learning about yourself and getting more in tune with yourself every day and I think I don't know either you can really identify with those negative feelings and beat yourself up and be so mean to yourself which is not the answer or you can be kind to yourself and be proud of yourself and meet yourself where you are and say wow I'm really proud of myself for noticing that pattern of something that I do or a mindset that I have that isn't where I fully want to be. Let me slowly change that and begin to notice that pattern and do something about it. So it's like you are seeing yourself not as a project that needs to be healed or fixed immediately or all these things are wrong or I have all this pent up stuff from my past or whatever, but you're seeing it as a slow burn of I can do better or I can reach towards better. And I think that's the self-compassion aspect that needs to be there is that all those parts of yourself, good, bad, ugly, whatever, you can still love and be nice to yourself because you're a human being who is navigating this world every day and just trying to figure it out. I'm 20 years old. I'm not going to be the most wise, perfect person all the time. And I have things in my past that ripple into my day today and that's okay. And if I can acknowledge that and begin to slowly heal that, that's all that matters. This post that I saw on Instagram was truly so beautiful. It's from Dr. Leah Katz and it says, Do you know that it's possible to love every single part of you? You can even learn to love the parts of you that sometimes cause you trouble. Your ego, the part of you that gets reactive and scared, unskillful and dysregulated, the part of you that gets anxious or sad. It continues on to say, usually the behaviors and beliefs that pop up and cause disruption in your life developed when you were young. These are the parts of you that are hurting in some way. When you relate to them in that light, it becomes harder to not feel tenderness towards them. They deserve your love. When we shift our relationship to the parts of us that we've been inclined to reject, from judgment and shame into compassion and curiosity, our healing journey can truly begin. This is the essence of self-love. That literally makes me want to cry because I think she just worded it so perfectly that that truly is the essence of self-love to love all aspects of yourself. You know, we are so trained to kind of be hard on ourselves or mean to ourselves, especially when things go wrong. I mean, you blame yourself so easily and you feel like mad at yourself and disappointed in yourself and everything. And that's, those emotions are okay. It's okay to feel that way. But instead of seeing it as such a bad thing, let it spark your interest in getting to know yourself better and healing those areas of you. And I know this is kind of like a out there way of thinking or a newer way of thinking. Like I 
was so out of touch with this stuff literally until I got into therapy and realized that past traumas can affect you or that that kind of can explain some things about yourself. I was so out of touch with that. I would just be mean to myself and get mad at myself and wonder why why is this happening or why am I like this or what's wrong with me or whatever. And then the second that I realized that some things have shaped my mindset or beliefs or my physical body, like we're going to talk later about the nervous system and regulating that, but you know, once I acknowledged that and sort of faced it and realized that I can either be so mean to myself and just unfair to myself and talk bad about myself or I can talk good about myself and be grateful that I'm on this healing journey and know that I'm like self-aware and self-compassionate at the same time. With diving into that self-compassion and self-awareness, I think that kind of that shadow work is necessary and that can be uncomfortable definitely to be like facing that head on and seeing things in that light but I think it is necessary to get more in tune with why you are the way you are you know so you can look up like shadow work prompts on Pinterest or on TikTok and definitely don't overdo it on the shadow work like like I said earlier you're not something that needs to be fixed you're not broken you know but doing those every once in a while can be really insightful for your overall healing and growth process so definitely recommend that but take it easy on yourself, like have that self-love and self-compassion for yourself and balance it out. Maybe if you do some deep, dark, you know, healing shadow work and journal that out for 30 minutes, then you watch your favorite comfort movie afterward. You know, it's all about that balance. So with that, I didn't even do that on purpose, but with that, let's jump into balance and finding balance within your life when you are in your 20s. So I am a person that wants everything to be balanced and perfect simultaneously all the time. So I get really overwhelmed when I don't have balance. Like I love to see my friends and I love social interaction. Like I've always deemed myself as an extrovert, but I also need the other end of the spectrum where I'm doing things for myself and being alone or resting. And I think that that balance in your 20s is so essential because I see everyone being way too go, go, go all the time and being like hyper productive and joining a million clubs. And I don't think that that's the balance that you need when you are at this age. I think however you go about finding that balance is truly up to you, but it has to be a balance of things you enjoy and don't feel like work to you. And a balance of being social and going out and doing whatever and maybe a club or something that brings you learning and enjoyment. But other than that, I just feel like with college and school and if you're doing an internship, you can't really overbook yourself to the max limit. Otherwise, you're going to get so burnt out. And if you're already getting burnt out in your 20s, God knows where you're going to be in your 40s when you are working a full-time job and have a family. So I think that right now, my goal for myself is to find that balance that works for me and nobody else. Like, this balance needs to work for me. This needs to be my ideal balance of a day-to-day basis. And if other people don't understand that or if their version of balance is different, that's okay. But I have to have my own unique balance without seeing I don't know 
that girl TikToks of people having a perfect morning routine every day waking up at 5 a.m., that's not going to work for everyone. I know that wouldn't work for me. So I think it's just being able to find what truly works for you. There's also this just unsaid expectation, I think, within college students. It's like work hard, play hard, which I find very true, but I think that as a society as a whole, and especially college culture, you are expected to stay out so late and go out and binge drink and really do things that aren't in alignment with your goals. And I think that there's a time and a place for having fun and going out, but I know myself personally, I'm beginning to dislike that more and more. And I think that's so integrated within our culture and society, quite frankly. I think that everyone's just expected to do that, especially at my school, like a Big Ten university, kind of deemed as a party school sometimes. I think that that's almost something that's so important in so many people's lives and just I feel like I'm like oh as I'm getting older like baby you're a senior in college but as I'm getting older I'm like whoa that has thrown off my balance so much and there are other areas I feel like in a lot of people in their 20s lives that throw off their balance whether that's partaking in these activities or surrounding themselves with people that don't uplift them or aren't supportive of their goals or even just partaking in that toxic gossiping energy. I feel like when you go to college, you want everyone to like you so bad. So you'll listen or say whatever to climb to the top. And I've noticed that more and more in my college experience. And these are things that I just know aren't balancing. They aren't in alignment with my true self, you know? So it's really hard to take a step back and say, What is throwing off my balance and how can I better find balance in my friendships or my relationship with my significant other or my relationship with my body and myself and my activity or my wellness and well-being? And I think the number one thing that matters is time with others and connecting and then time with yourself because I think that's the hardest balance too for someone that's 20 years old, you know, You want to go out and you want to do everything and you want to spend time with the people that you love, but I think sometimes we neglect ourselves and what we really need just for the sake of others and pleasing others or making others happy. So I think that seeing everything that you're always reaching towards well-being and balance is really important because you don't want to overdo anything, you know, you're not going on some extreme whatever, cutting something out entirely, but maybe you're laying out like, oh, I'm going to spend a little more time with this friend that makes me feel good and cares about me, or I'm going to spend a little less time on my phone by setting app limits, or I'm going to add five minutes of gratitude into my morning because it makes me feel good, or I'm going to take away something that I know doesn't make me feel good, and that's all that balance really is at the end of the day it's just sort of trying things out trying to see what works for you and I think another point to hit here is like you weren't put on this earth to be perfect all the time I think some people are very spiritual and they cut out things completely or like frown upon I don't know everything like you're still allowed to indulge in the human experience you're not you don't have to follow like this specific rule book it's all about just feeling your best and reaching toward wellness while honoring that balance and sometimes getting your favorite fast food or having a night out with your friends 
And in addition, I keep kind of jumping around, but in addition, having boundaries really helps with balance because if you know you're burnt out or like don't have the energy to spend time with someone else, it really is up to you at the end of the day to like set your boundaries or be able to say no or just do something else that's more for yourself. I don't know. I think you want to look back and be proud that your 20-year-old self was able to set boundaries and make time for the people that they love while making the most time for themselves, if that makes sense. So I think that boundaries and balance definitely go hand in hand, and balance is so essential in everyone's life. I've said balance so many times, I want to get it like tattooed because it's kind of a good reminder, but the last thing we're going to talk about today is the importance of regulating your nervous system. Now, I've told you guys already about the book, The Body Keeps the Score, which is about basically unresolved trauma and how it gets quite literally trapped in your body. And so physically, your body can hold on to these old emotions and come out as reactive or be at the root cause of a lot of physical and mental health issues is a dysregulated nervous system so i'm seeing more and more information being spread on tiktok which is so awesome i've learned a lot about regulating your nervous system and how important that is because with these activities you do have the power to step out of that fight or flight state that your body has basically been in ever since you experienced a traumatic event and stress and high levels of anxiety go hand in hand with a dysregulated nervous system So many people are living in that fight or flight state in today's society and don't even realize it. There are a lot of ways that you can sort of combat that or slowly get your nervous system back to a more regulated state. And I think that's something that's missing in a lot of people's lives or something that they don't even know that they're dealing with. So definitely look into it, but I'm going to be sharing a few practices that will help you move the sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system. When your body's always in the fight or flight state over time, it just gets used to that and keeps getting pushed more and more. But you can heal your nervous system over time. I'm going to share a few activities that can help with this and will just overall assist in regulating your nervous system. The first thing you can do is literally dunk your face in an ice bath. That cold exposure can really heal the nervous system over time. That has helped me so much with my anxiety in general. And the first time I saw it, I was like, no way people are dipping their face in a bucket of ice water. But that is proven to help heal the nervous system and bring you out of that fight or flight state. So that is one. And then sun exposure early in the morning is essential for your circadian rhythm. Um, It helps kind of balance your sleep schedule. Your circadian rhythm is just like your wake sleep schedule. But sleep is so important in healing the nervous system. I also take magnesium, which I think helps with that too. It helps with your sleep and nervous system overall. But I take a magnesium glycinate supplement. Um, The morning sun exposure is a great practice you could do. You could go outside and journal or meditate and sit in the sun for like 20 or 30 minutes. Make sure you wear your sunscreen. I'm a sunscreen girly, obviously. Next, there are a multitude of guided breathing exercises on YouTube specifically for healing your nervous system. And breath work is so, so important. It just brings you back into your body and allows you to 
ground yourself in any moment, even when you don't really feel like you need to be grounded, just incorporating breath work into your day over time will be so beneficial to you. Finally, getting active or dancing or doing any like medium impact movement is so beneficial for your nervous system. Your hips store a lot of trauma and releasing that by dancing around or doing some form of exercise literally releases that trauma. And this is so fun because you're just able to feel the music and it'll boost your mood too. So like it's a win-win. I love a little dance party. And being actively aware that you're trying to heal your nervous system and like implementing these little fun practices in your life is just so rewarding overall because it's like you're doing things that you enjoy or make you feel good and over time they're going to make your body and mind feel so much better. So that was a lot of topics but I loved it. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to share this with a friend or like share it to your Instagram story. That would mean so much to me. I'm really trying to get more people listening because I think that this is something I really enjoy. So have a good rest of your week. Love you guys. And thank you for listening to A Little Bit of Grace. Mwah.